Hurry has a broad range of experience in the areas of aircraft and airport operations, helicopter and heliport operations, and aviation system planning from his work at numerous facilities around the world. Harry. Thank you for those kind words, Bill. Uh, Bill and I have been uh, associated together since, uh, what, 94, 93, 94, when I st- first started uh, to work at FDOT in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, that was after having retired uh, from the Navy uh, out of uh, Naval Air Station, Key West, Florida. I know it's rough, but somebody had to do it. Um, what we're trying to look at uh, today with uh, the, the next generation aircraft, the Florida perspective, uh, is it fits right in between John and, and Malcolm's presentations. Uh, we're focused on two very different groups of aircraft. And I'm, uh, I apologize for throwing these acronyms uh, at you, but it builds on what John uh, was, was telling you about. We're going to be focused on NLAs, new large aircraft, and VLJs, very light jets. Um, and it's important. I'll, I'll be referring to those acronyms uh, throughout the presentation, so it's uh, important to remember what, what we're uh, referring to here. Okay, the purpose of this, well, let me back up just a second. Uh, The genesis of this project really started with uh, a group of uh, aviation professionals in the state who were associated with the continuing Florida aviation system planning process. Um, A lot of of words, uh, acronym becomes CFASP. But um, that group of professionals saw a need uh, to quantify the impacts of, of these new aircraft that are very soon going to be entering our, or they already have entered our fleet mix serving, serving Florida. And they uh, felt a need to inform those people in the state that re- are responsible for planning and developing and funding uh, the facilities that will support these aircraft uh, and get start getting people educated on what what to expect, what, what they're going to see at their airports in the very near future. Of course, all of that comes back to the, uh, the almighty dollar and how Bill has to spend his money uh, to uh, build facilities at airports that are consistent and, and will help us maximize the, uh, the benefits of these new, new aircraft. And, of course, uh, the ulterior motive there is, is to keep Florida in the limelight uh, with the, uh, the FAA and other uh, people who oversee aviation in the country so that we're recognized or continue to be recognized as a world leader in aviation. What, what's a next-generation aircraft? Well, I'm... These are three VLJs. Uh, They are very important to Florida. Uh, The first one is the Eclipse 500. Uh, It's now in operation around the state with Malcolm's company, Dayjet, and it uh, is having a great impact around the state with uh, maintenance facilities for that aircraft being built at uh, Gainesville Regional and another major service center in Tallahassee. And that's all in addition to Dayjet's uh, corporate operation at Boca Raton Airport. The second uh, jet you see there is the Piper jet. Uh, It's important to Florida because it's being constructed in uh, Vero Beach. 
at the Piper facility there. Uh, of note is that Piper Jet just took their first flight uh, just a few weeks ago, as a matter of fact. It was quite an event at, at Vero Beach. Uh, the third aircraft that we're focused on in Florida uh, is the Embraer Phenom 100, and that's because it's being built at the Melbourne International Airport on, uh, in their corporate facilities. Other, other aircraft in the study, uh, too numerous to mention, but uh, right now uh, the, the study was taking uh, a look at 18 different VLJs uh, of, of various um, construction methods and uh, size, shapes, and, and the like. As we talk about the opposite end of the spectrum, uh, the next generation aircraft, or the NLAs, uh, we're focused on, on only four at this, in this study, and that's the Airbus A380 and the Airbus A350, uh, the Boeing 747-8, and the 787, or the Dreamliner. Uh, out of those aircraft, only one is operational right now, and that's the Airbus A380. Uh, originally, when this study was started, uh, a lot of focus was maintained on the A380 because it is, in fact, the most demanding aircraft on our airport infrastructure of, of those four aircraft. Uh, it's got a, uh, a wingspan of over 260 feet and a turning radius of uh, almost 200 feet. So that places a lot of demand on the infrastructure uh, to allow the aircraft to move around, puts a lot of, uh, of uh, needs and, and requirements on terminal spaces also. This aircraft has the capability to load on two different levels, which mean, is going to mean major modifications to, uh, to terminals if we want to take advantage of that. The characteristics of all these uh, next-generation aircraft is that we're trying to use the, the latest in satellite technology to minimize workload in the cockpit as well as maximize the efficiency of the, uh, of the airspace system. Uh, also, the aircraft are, are you know, utilize uh, composites quite heavily, uh, or quite lightly, actually, because it, it's a significant savings in weight on these aircraft, and it allows, uh, as John pointed out, uh, the aircraft to operate with a lower carbon footprint. Uh, tie, also tied to that are more advanced fuel-saving engines. Uh, we're seeing more power out of smaller packages, uh, improved, uh, you know, improved computers are improving the aerodynamic systems uh, on these air, aircraft. And I'll jump down to, to some of the, the last two there. The A380 and the uh, 747-8 uh, are going to offer us intercontinental range. And for the first time, that opens up uh, Florida to nonstop travel between here and the Pacific Rim, uh, not to mention other places in, uh, in Europe. And the freighter versions of the A380 and the 747-800 uh, are going to offer unique uniquely high uh, capacities of, for uh, air cargo, which is another uh, major uh, input to the Florida uh, gross national or gross state product. 
again, some of these new characteristics uh, that are featured in these aircraft are um, going to make it incumbent upon our airports to uh, help, uh, help us accommodate those aircraft on the airfield. Uh, the physical characteristics of the A380 alone uh, are, are going to be demanding, and by that I mean just taxiing the aircraft around after you've landed or, or, and parking it on the ramp are going to be uh, very uh, demanding at times. We've also, in this study, uh, tried to look at the order information for uh, those aircraft to identify uh, projections uh, that we can use to make forecasts uh, for economic impact. We've already touched on this. Um, one of the biggest questions that, that arose uh, as we did this study is what are the requirements on uh, from the FAA? And those requirements are, in fact, evolving. Uh, we've already seen uh, modifications to standards from the FAA, to, uh, and they can do that having seen the A380 operate uh, in, in, in airports that, that um, are, were less than prepared uh, for the, that aircraft. Uh, these modifications to standards will allow uh, better taxi clearances and uh, allow the aircraft to taxi without the, as big a clearances as they once needed and um, should help uh, minimize the economic impact or help minimize the capital needs to accommodate those aircraft. Back to the VLJs, uh, the facility needs for the VLJ operations are going to, to uh, vary by the operator. Uh, Dayjet uh, operates with a, a uh, very open uh, infrastructure requirement, uh, and it's also going to be uh, dependent upon uh, the differences between private operators and Part 135 operators, or Part 135 being on-demand operators or air taxi operators. We also have to factor in insurance requirements uh, that will dictate uh, runway length and, um, and other aspects of operations on our Florida airports. Most airports in Florida will see VLJ operations. Uh, Malcolm will show you, I think, later that uh, the dayport system within Florida is growing, dayport being a, a dayjet term uh, that refers to the level of service expected from a, a given airport. The biggest, the, the biggest reason that we go through all this facility requirements uh, review is to help FDOT prioritize their investment in Florida's airports. Uh, and in that way, they can better uh, utilize, or better spread the money around, and and uh, help help us use these next generation aircraft more efficiently. Florida is blessed with a a, uh, a very good, very, one of the best uh, aviation uh, structures in the in the country. 
Uh, and we have always used the term multimodal or, or and connectivity. And what we're trying to show here are the airports around the state and their relationship to the interstate system, rail system, uh, and ports. Now, we focus on just the commercial service airports in the state. We've got 19. You can see as they're uh, located around the state, you can identify the airport probably to the uh, metropolitan area uh, that they're near. Again, Florida is blessed with four large hub airports. Large hub meaning uh, it's an FAA term that uh, is, is predicated on how much passenger traffic flows through that airport. And no other state in the union has four large hub airports. Those, of course, are Miami International, Orlando International, Fort Lauderdale International and Tampa International. We're focused on those airports because it's Miami and Orlando that can first uh, expect to first see operations with the A380. All of our commercial service airports at some time in the future will more than likely see operations from an NLA, a new large aircraft. In addition to those 19 commercial service airports, we've got 109 public use facilities. Now this comes into play as we start looking at VLJ operations. You can see those 109 airports are not only in the same metro major metropolitan areas as our, as our commercial service airports, but they're also better distributed, distributed around the state and open up new areas for air transportation. In our study, as we tried to identify the readiness of our airport infrastructure to meet these new demands, uh, we first tried to identify what airports were going to be the first to receive the A380. As we said before, right now it looks like Miami and Orlando will see those operations first probably sometime in, in the uh, 2010 to 2013 time frame. Uh, in addition to those receiver airports, we wanted to identify diversion airports. If you can't land at Miami or Orlando, where can you go? And we have several other facilities uh, that can perform that function. Tampa International, Fort Lauderdale International, and not on the, uh, the large hub depiction we showed earlier, but Orlando Sanford can also accommodate uh, that, that A380. As I said before, uh, we expect all of our airports in, in Florida to at some point in time see operations from one of those four new large aircraft. Um, but right now, the only one flying, as I said before, is the A380. The VLJ role in our, in our state um, is to take advantage of the, that extra capacity around the state uh, at the GA airports that still serve major metropolitan areas uh, and give us that connectivity uh, around the state. For example, trying to, to fly from Tallahassee to Orlando is not very easy. Uh, with a day jet air taxi kind of operation, we can fly from Tallahassee, which is a day port 
for, for DayJet, and we don't have to fly to Orlando International. We can fly to Orlando Executive, which is actually closer to the, the, the downtown metropolitan area. And in addition to that, we could go to Lakeland. We can go to uh, Kissimmee, any number of, of uh, general aviation airports uh, that are around the greater Orlando area. And this is especially intense in Florida because of the geography uh, and the number of urban centers we have in the state and the declining in-state uh, air service that we've, uh, we've been experiencing. As we go into trying to, um, to do forecasts for the, the next generation of aircraft, we couldn't uh, apply traditional techniques because if you do a forecast, you generally have a history to work with to project forward. Well, we didn't have that. Um, so there are separate approaches that we're using for, uh, that we used for uh, forecasting operations with the uh, new large aircraft and VLJs. Uh, we've used announced plans for, from air carriers. Well, we've, uh, also used forecasts that were generated by uh, aircraft manufacturers, and we tried to give a high, medium, and low estimate for future activity. Our focus were years two th 2013 and 2018 uh, as a short-term and uh, medium-term benchmark. Some facts and figures, I uh, apologize for all the numbers, but right now 103 daily departures from um, uh, com our commercial air, uh, airports in the state uh, using the large commercial aircraft equals 2.4% of the worldwide fleet. Some of these numbers factor into our, our methodologies that we use in the uh, economic impact uh, calculations. Uh, right now on those, those aircraft, the load factor is around 80%, uh, which is relatively good. Um, we've got uh, several uh, carriers that plan to use NLAs, uh, most notably Virgin Atlantic uh, and British Airways. They will... Uh, be one of the first or two of the first airlines flying uh, into the state with A380. Looking back at the VLJs again, uh, we had to try to establish a range uh, for VLJ deliveries worldwide. Manufacturers of VLJs are in, you know, all over the world. Uh, in fact, uh, a Soviet firm, or excuse me, a Russian firm, uh, has purchased one uh, manufacturer here in the country and uh, expect to have that airframe uh, certified by the FAA in, uh, in the next two years. We can use those manufacturing numbers then to establish a range of VLJ operations in the state that we can use uh, to try to come up with those economic impact figures. Now, the fact, some of the factors we wanted to address uh, for VLJ demand, things that boost the demand are, are fuel costs. As fuel costs rise, it's cheaper to fly than it would be to drive. Um, our inventory of our traditional 
kinds of business jets we think are going to uh, be changed over and, and more people are going to be looking at the, the uh, utility of these new very light jets. Uh, as airlines uh, provide less and less service in the state, we think that's going to increase the demand for VLJ use. Um, and uh, quite frankly, the VLJ gives you uh, quite a bit more uh, flexibility and accessibility to uh, metropolitan areas around the, the around the state. Now, dampening that demand uh, is the inspection and certification process on these aircraft. Like I said before, we've got one VLJ flying right now uh, that is, in fact, certified. Everybody else is going through their certification process. And as competition between air taxis uh, increases, uh, they will be putting a greater demand on these manufacturers uh, for those aircraft. Uh, insurance is always a problem on uh, on any on-demand operator. Uh, and as our manufacturing costs, as they increase, um, the VLJ could lose some attractiveness. Maintenance and training facilities, uh, they are located around the state. Uh, Piper will have uh, training facilities at their Vero Beach facility. Uh, Dayjet has uh, training facilities in Tallahassee, uh, maintenance facilities in, in uh, Gainesville that I've already mentioned. Trying to touch a little bit on how we went about determining economic impact, direct and indirect uh, expenditures were attempted, we attempted to calculate those to come up with first round impacts. Uh, you come up with a, a multiplier effect from, our, and we used the RIMS-2 model uh, to identify induced impacts to, to come up with a total figure. Pretty standard economic uh, procedures. As we looked at those elements, at those impact measures, we tried to look at jobs and those annual payroll associated with those jobs uh, and any other economic activity based solely on the operations of those, those aircraft. The primary focus on the new large aircraft is additive. We, we did not want to, to address spending or economic impact that is already being felt in the state from large aircraft we wanted to try to measure the additive effect of that airframe uh, in, in the state. We also tried to uh, put time frames to all this, uh, identifying what has been spent in the past uh, in support of the, the next generation aircraft, what is being spent now, and again, what we expect to be spent in the future based on our projections of uh, aircraft deliveries. For the new large aircraft, capital improvements are probably one of the, the largest uh, uh, impacts being cons considered uh, because of the cost of infrastructure improvements. Uh, we did look, again, at the numbers of visitors that may uh, or could be expected to, uh, to fly uh, that would not be coming into the state already by some other means. Uh, now that the, the new large aircraft are available, 
how many more are we going to attract? And we also tried to address the increased uh, cargo capacity of these aircraft. On the VLJ side, uh, we addressed the new uh, upstart air taxi operations. Uh, we addressed the airports that uh, should be served, that we expect to be served uh, by those aircraft. We wanted to look at flight training uh, that we will be seeing in the state, both aircraft and simulator uh, flight training. We looked, also looked at capital improvements that will be necessary for the VLJs and on the manufacturing side uh, with two, uh, two different VLJs being built in the state that has a very pronounced effect on the overall economic impact. With that, I, I, I wanted to touch on some, um, some numbers uh, focused on the, the new large aircraft. Uh, we're looking at about a $53 million investment around the state to accommodate uh, especially the A380. And we're also expecting an additional 76,000 uh, visitors uh, coming into the state because of that aircraft. The bottom line, um, and this is a, a, a number that's still being worked on and refined, we're looking at almost $400 million of economic impact in the future uh, generated by uh, the operation of the new large aircraft. On the VLJ side, um, again, we're focused on um, with Embraer and uh, Piper both manufacturing the state uh, in the future. Uh, this will be the, the uh, 2018 time frame. We're looking at uh, almost a $1.7 billion economic impact uh, by the VLJs. Uh, expect a lot of business to be uh, prompted by this, this new, uh, new paradigm uh, in air travel. And that's about all we have. Hey, hey, hey.